0: Oh, happy, cri-
1: happy, to be- happy, yeah! Happy Christmas, Nave. Oh, we love it. We love parts of it. Yeah.
0: And welcome to the Geronimo podcast, somewhat Christmas special. I'm joined here with Dan Priestley. Oh, hi.
1: I'm still in, um, I'm still in shock. Still in shock Um, by
0: my amazing intro
1: ho 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 ho
0: ho 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 it's geronimo
1: oh, oh. yeah i think we it's just end the episode there
0: you better watch out you better not cry you better run down a corridor i'm telling you why.
1: geronimo you finish is it? coming to town Ger- geronimo is coming to town um neve how have you been
0: I'm am d- doing good. This is our first ever late night edition of Geronimo.
1: Geronimo after hours. I
0: know it's after the yeah. watershed, so we can swear. in
1: <laughs> Oh, because we don't swear in any other episode. Um, yeah, so so me and Eve um, haven't recorded an episode for a few weeks, but we've kept vaguely on schedule. I think Have we, come,
0: we've come on we are on schedule. Yes, it may be We're edited the day it comes out, but we are on schedule
1: we're on schedule so that's all that matters um so I watched this the episode we we're reviewing today flatline about a week and a half ago Neve, you watched it
0: I watched it yesterday
1: yesterday so it's more fresh in Neve's mind but if anything I think the uh, the distance I've had from it will, will allow me to sort of percolate some some better thoughts yeah distance um,
0: tend to make heart grow fonder so it might actually but, be nice to this episode
1: <laughs> before before we start that Neve. A a Christmassy challenge for you, as it were. Um, If you had to buy a present for the Doctor, what present present would you buy?
0: Which Doctor are we talking?
1: We're talking Peter Capaldi's Doctor.
0: Peter Capaldi's Doctor. What would I get Peter Capaldi's Doctor? What would he value? Hmm. Maybe like a dad joke book yeah or like like a dartboard for the TARDIS because he, de- he likes his home furnishings for his TARDIS
1: he does do you think he'd be good at darts
0: I feel like Peter Capaldi could throw a few darts
1: yeah I'm 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 not very good at darts um
0: I like darts it's the northerner uh, in me that <laughs> means that I'm okay at darts
1: the northerners like darts yeah Oh, I don't know. Plus, uh, you're not a northerner, Eve.
0: I'm half northern and my family's in Yorkshire.
1: You are from so south in England that if you go any further south, you drown.
0: <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
1: it's always been the, 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 the northerner in me. <laughs>
0: Whenever well, I say, like, oh, when I'm going to visit my family in Yorkshire, the amount of people that, like, cock their heads and they're like, wait, on, wait a
1: second,
0: <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't have <ever> help.
1: <laughs> this does not make sense. Um, I would buy Peter Capaldi's doctor um, some funkier outfits because I'm I'm bored of his bored of his little little thing. I buy him something fun, like um, I don't know a bright a bright jacket because I just a think it'd freak jacket. him out. Yeah, like yeah. bright green or something.
0: I might get him some nail polish. Yeah. Yeah, because he's kind of like a rock rocker doctor. A he's
1: like... a bit, yeah, he's a bit punk, isn't he? Yeah, he might let's... go for that. Yeah. Yeah?
0: Go on, Pete. We're getting some nail
1: polish. Nail polish. Um, And what would you buy for Clara?
0: Better outfits. <laughs> Burn all her horrible wedged trainers. And I would wear some nice nice clothes.
1: I would her get Clara. I would get Clara some acting lessons. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she'll be able to deliver the lines with more conviction. Um. Okay.
0: Maybe, <laughs> Maybe a happy, happy book as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy Christmas, everyone. Um. So, flatline.
0: Flatline. Well. What happens in it? Okay, that's a good question. Flatline. Just from the get go, is one of those episodes that when I think about it. I enjoyed it but when I look into it I'm like hang on it's much like a season eight you enjoy it on like sort of the outskirts and you look into it you're like wait did I Mm -hmm. but the episode starts Mm -hmm. somewhat like conventionally for a Doctor Who episode it's very much like Matt Smith era David Tennant era where you open on a guy in his house he's ringing the police they're here they're after me and he sort of disappears and he's mysteriously taken, and then the credits roll. And um, my big with this is that, yeah, it builds tension, but I don't like this series doesn't have a set time for opening sequences. Mm. It was like 20 seconds, but The Caretakers was like six minutes.
1: Yeah. And does, I don't does, does that bother you?
0: It bothers me because i the Russell T. Davis era, you would have like, Forty seconds or something. It would mm. set up the episode, and the credits would roll. Like that's what would happen. But
1: do you do reality. you think that the the lack of structure means they can put it in where it suits it more, or do you think it's that's just not the case and that's just nonsense?
0: I think I don't know. I think I don't know. I think because Doctor Who is such a serial, and it is such a big part of it's a television show. It needs to have a structure, mm. and I think because this series it feels rushed like the entire time of this podcast we've said it's rushed Mm. i think they've not planned any sort of structure for their episodes they're like oh my god we need to put a title sequence in oh we will put it here and that one felt like a good place for a title sequence whereas other ones feel really long or too short and they spend too long afterwards trying to catch up yeah it's a weird gripe to have but it bothers me
1: (laughs) okay um, I, 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 It didn't bother me, I'll be honest. But, um, but it, you know, it, as an opening sequence, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's a
0: pretty standard opening sequence. It works well, George, you win.
1: Box standard, isn't it? Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Uh,
0: it felt like it could have been from many episodes. It would have worked.
1: Yeah. So then we go to sort of the start of the episode.
0: Where Clara's with their wash bag saying, you, you make sure... I'm at the right place, yeah? I need to be at the right place. Because mm. Danny's perfectly fine with me travelling with you. But I need to be at the right place at the right time, just in case Danny finds out.
1: She's a subtle she's a subtle one, isn't she?
0: Did I miss something? Or is Danny now not okay with it? Because Danny was fine with her travelling with the Doctor, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So why all of a sudden is this episode Danny's not okay with her travelling with the Doctor?
1: So I think it's more about sometimes when you make a reckless decision, I think sometimes you, you hide it from friends and family because wow. I think you, you, you know it's a reckless decision, don't you? But you 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 don't want judgment.
0: She's living on the edge with her wash bag.
1: Yeah, she is living on the edge. Essentially she she wants to do what she wants and she don't want to be held responsible for it. Yeah. It's- um and oh sorry what were you saying yeah no she um i think it goes to show that clara's still still not very likable um i think so there's
0: nice and she's so mean to him
1: he is so nice and he's a very understanding man and I, I don't think i don't really get the behavior but there we go i liked the kind of
0: banter between the doctor and Clara. It definitely feels like they have more of a relationship now.
1: It feels like time, time has passed since the end of Mummy on the yeah. Orient Express. And it does feel a bit more organic the relationship, I grew
0: I mean there's not really much to say about the in TARDIS chap because not really happens, but they leave the doctor's like, yeah of course, we're in exact place. They leave the TARDIS. The TARDIS door has shrunk and I have to say that did bit did, did make me giggle they are watching them both climb out of a, a miniature TARDIS.
1: I agree. I think all of the all of the stuff with the um the little TARDIS for the whole episode can't get enough of it. So, so it's great. Funny. It's the best stuff in the episode because it's just silly sci-fi and sometimes that's what you want. Perhaps at times sequences, the um the later train sequence um i love which i (laughs) i loved that sequence but it was it was placed in the episode at quite a high tension moment (laughs) and it felt like something that should have been placed a little bit earlier in the episode yeah uh you know i can't get enough of it i think i think it's it's good stuff it's i like a silly idea and i like playing around with it um and the whole thing was was just quite quite good fun with it
0: i can't believe that it hadn't been done like when you think about it like why wasn't this done sooner like it's Hold such on. a good it, silly
1: idea. It was done sooner. It was. Yeah. Um. In fact, in the episode. Um, in the episode. Oh wow. Um,
0: fresh off your mind. <laughs> polis in
1: 1981. The Fourth Doctor. Um. The TARDIS exterior was also shrunk to the size of a dollhouse. That's um. It's Wikipedia.
0: That's a really fun fact. It's Dan's fun fact for the first time.
1: It's a Wikipedia original, that one. Wow! Um, so, yes, it has been done before, but I don't think it was played with as much. I've not seen that episode because I've not seen much of Old Who, but there we go. Yeah,
0: I, I maybe we should watch an episode of Old Who one day.
1: Yeah, we definitely should. Uh, it's all on BritBox, isn't it?
0: Oh, I'm not paying for BritBox.
1: You're not paying for BritBox?
0: I strongly disagree with BritBox.
1: You strongly disagree with Britbox.
0: I get ITV, but you pay for a TV licence. Yeah. So why on earth would you pay to have things you've already paid
1: for? Well, do, have you ever bought a Doctor Who DVD?
0: No, I never did.
1: You never did? Oh, I've I had the little collection.
0: Like, I, like BBC Three when they were on repeats.
1: I would well, it's Fox. all... It's all about, um, so BritBox is run, the BBC part of it's run by the commercial BBC Worldwide side of the BBC as opposed to the TV licence paying BBC. Yeah. And funding for Doctor Who episodes comes from BBC Worldwide and also comes from the TV licence paying BBC. So my understanding is, for instance, Doctor Who's currently on Netflix that money's not coming to the TV licence BBC. It's going to the B- BBC Worldwide BBC. Yeah. Um, so that that would be the argument why. Um, but no, I've, I've not bought it just yet.
0: No. I feel like once Doctor Who is taken off Netflix, which is happening the 31st of December, gutted.
1: 2020. Yeah. The last kick for 2020 in it. Honestly.
0: Not enough bad things about I might have to get BritBox.
1: Well, I don't have a TV license, so.
0: So Tardis has shrunk. Yeah. In Bristol. The Doctor says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and fix the Tardis." Clara's gonna have a look around. Yeah. She looks around, and then we're introduced to Rigsy and the racist man that's in charge of him. I didn't like how they played their relationship. It felt cheap and unjustified. And the only reason like Rixie doesn't seem like a bad kid at all. Mm. I know he just did like graffiti or something. But there is it's just so strange. And those men were so leery. And it was 2014.
1: Yeah, let's let's talk about the, the, the side characters for this this episode. So um Rixie, Rixie. What did you think of Rixie?
0: He's sweet i didn't understand why if him and his whole family are based in bristol why everyone around him had a bristol accent bar him
1: yeah maybe the accent was
0: maybe he tried and they were like just just give it a rest don't try
1: don't don't just so uh neve neve just quick aside can you um can you do your best bristolian accent for us neve <laughs> is i, I don't want to hyper up but neve is incredibly good at accents um <laughs> She actually, she actually is just. I. This is Neve speaking right now, and she's just. <laughs> this is just the podcast she records with herself. So, um, so Neve, go ahead. Best Bristol accent.
0: Well, in Bristol, we really like our. We like her university, university, and we really like Hot Buzz, and uh, you know Summerfield. <laughs>
1: Scene. I mean, you you gave it a go. Right, do yours I think part, part of what's funny about when people do accents is the, is the words that they say.
0: Summerfield.
1: And you went, University, <laughs> Hot Fuzz, and what was it? Summerfield. Summerfield,
0: the dead supermarket chain.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know, is Hot Fuzz i guess is west country isn't it
0: yeah it's west country i was just thinking of olivia coleman
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not gonna do one because no? i wouldn't pub- publicly humiliate myself in that way yeah um
0: sorry about that noise <laughs> by the way that was my boyfriend throwing some recycling in the bin.
1: <laughs> that's the next edit <laughs> oh god <laughs> it's fine everything's fine um Merry Christmas.
0: Christmas Chaos. That's what I'm going to name this episode.
1: <laughs> Riggs. <laughs> it does sound a bit like we're hammered. Um, Rigsy. Riggs- <laughs> Rigsy is in this episode and I'm pretty indifferent to him. I did not really like him. I didn't engage with him. I thought he was pretty, pretty eh. I think we've had more compelling characters that have been on the screen for 30 seconds than Rigsy However... The only reason he looks slightly good is because of how much of a relentless asshole that that old man is. He just can't. He is nonstop. Can you imagine living a life that hateful? Just 24 seven of just like constant, not even like a shred, a shred of compassion, just unnecessary. To the point where it's sort of nonsense how much of an ass he is.
0: Yeah, it's so outrageous. And Rixie never says he doesn't stand up for himself ever. No. I think at one point yeah. you have like a heroic moment. You're like, you know what? You're a bigot, leave me alone. I'm trying to save your life. And he's like, yes, Yeah. You can be racist to me, okay.
1: Okay. Um I think, yeah, the the way that older character is written and their their relationship is just not that compelling um no and much like a lot of series 8 episodes i i'm gonna go ahead and reveal sort of my my overall opinion of the episode here is there is two very fun concepts in this episode there is yeah. the, the small the tiny tardis and the villain is cool until the end where it sort of loses it a little bit. Um, and, and they, just, they just go off the rails with it. It's, it's just a badly structured episode. The pacing's really oh, weird. Um, and I, the thing is, I came away and I was like, oh, wasn't that CGI really good and fun?
0: I thought that too. I thought this episode, I've literally written it, it looks stunning.
1: Yeah, like- yeah.
0: I'll skip forward a bit because, to be honest, you don't miss a lot. There's a bit... No. The action has started. The monsters, the 2D monsters, are starting to attack Riggsie and Clara. And there's this kind of stop-motion-esque sequence where the sofa becomes 2D. Mm. It looked gorgeous. Yeah,
1: yeah, Anybody it's really Some
0: rude. of the nicest visuals I've ever seen on Doctor Who.
1: I just think it's really, like interesting and unique as well the effect it was so like it's cool. yeah it's not just like good cgi but it's creative cgi as well um so and- i enjoyed it a lot i enjoyed that aspect of the episode a lot and i just wish as with everything it was just a better episode yeah.
0: um
1: i think it was clear that the budget for the episode was spent on the cgi That's... and not everything for instance that in that in the aforementioned um, action scene mm-hmm. where the the sofa disappears rigsy and um clara jump onto a swinging chair and they're like ah we must swing the swinging chair through the window to escape oh, yeah. and it just cuts to them being outside basically like on the floor and you don't even see the the you know the big moment where the swinging chair smashes through the window and i, I want to see that I, I, I was i was annoyed that i didn't get to see that i, I felt really, robbed
0: to be fair i'll take that hard edit for how gorgeous the rest of it looked because have you you know the night terrors episode the one with the creepy rag dolls mm. do you remember the bit where the man got sucked in the carpet and it just looks terrible
1: I don't, because I have not watched that episode in about seven years.
0: I watched it recently, and it looks really bad. And the same thing happens in this. I obviously, like, kind of clocked that they've probably done the same technique to get her to, like, sink into the carpet. And it Mm. looked so good. Yeah. Like, and I'll take that they pushed the budget up for that, because you could see that. You watched her do it for one hard cut. And also, I have a bit of a gripe, a different gripe with the hard cut. Is so she's on the phone to Danny in that scene.
1: Oh, hold hold on, Niamh. Right, she is in a life threatening moment. Okay, her phone rings and she's like, uh, Hiya, you don't pick up the phone. Why would you ever pick up the phone? What pissed me off more is that later
0: on she doesn't pick up when she could have picked up, like it, she wasn't running for her life at that point. But anyway, that's not my gripe. My, I do piss off that she answered the phone. What I didn't like is the overt moaning that her and Regzi are making and the implication that Danny is thinking about a certain thing. I don't, I don't need moaning in Doctor Who.
1: This got you uh this this put you with a similar Strax Strax scanning the brain kind of moment. Yeah. You know, way back in deep breath. Yeah. Deep breath Deep breath feels like a lifetime ago. I feel um, like I've aged twenty years since Deep Breath.
0: Jeez, what was that? August?
1: Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) I don't know. 2018. Oh, that was um, that was when we when we first met, me. (laughs) It was. In youth council.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you brought in some dapper cakes
1: um delicious delicious jaffa cakes yeah um so other action sequences what else what else did you like what else didn't you like
0: okay wait hang on i need to put where we are in the episode so the hang on where are we so they've escaped from the flat in which they've realized the monsters are after them and for some reason clara presumes that the monster's are after them specifically mm. rather than just they were there at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes. They go back to community service gang and yeah. then all of a sudden they have to run away and the doctor's like, right, you need to go to a warehouse so you can do some monitoring.
1: Can we call the community service gang the Misfits?
0: Yes, of course we can.
1: <laughs> yeah, cool, yeah.
0: Wonderful. Love Misfits.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> so... The action in the episode, I just felt like, like you said the pacing's weird. I think yeah. it was a really high concept episode, and even in the boring warehouse scene where generic misfits are being picked off one by one, the way they die is so interesting. And the one where he's two D but he looks three D and they move,
1: mm.
0: so good.
1: Yeah, very good. Like so good. good.
0: And like when the action really gets going, it's enjoyable. Yeah. But I think it's a really strange episode, and I put it in my notes. I think it's a bit early on in Capaldi's series, first series as a Doctor, to have an episode where he's not really in it.
1: It's a, it's a Doctor Light episode in, in that sort of sense, yeah. We
0: hardly know. Like, you have Doctor Light episodes, sort of. We had it with David Tennant, but he was still in it, and it it was more of a, a singular story. mm. But he'd had so many more episodes where you could flesh his character out that you knew who he was and it didn't matter. Yeah. But in this, he's just kind of, I don't know, he's just kind of pushed. He's kind of the Clara. And I know their roles are meant to be swapped, but he really is Clara in this episode. And
1: It's interesting, isn't it? Because I realised in this episode how much of Capaldi's run is spent with him literally just prancing around the TARDIS monologuing.
0: Yeah.
1: He spends a lot of time in his ugly TARDIS just running around shouting things. I'm
0: being
1: rude. Um, I'm being very, very rude. Um, So, what other actions? Oh, we we have the train sequence.
0: I noticed a fun Easter egg in the train sequence. Did you? So, the train number on the first train was A1113, which is an animation reference and in a lot of popular animations and a lot of Pixar and a lot of Disney Simpsons has a 1113 because that is where lots of famous animators learnt to animate like Tim Burton, John Master. They all went to the same uni and that was the room where they learned. Oh, so obviously well. the CGI animator was like, Hey, I'm doing some animation. I'll put the number
1: in. Just to be clear, is this a thing you found online or is this something you genuinely noticed? I
0: genuinely noticed.
1: Look at this! This is this is the funnest of, of all the facts yeah, so far.
0: Who would have thought the film student move? <laughs> I
1: I didn't think that this episode, this Christmas episode of Geronimo would end up having the funnest fact of all time. Really? I didn't I didn't see that one coming, so that is that's a plot twist.
0: Wow. That's a Plot twist and a half. Added some Christmas cheer to your
1: Yes. <laughs> Sorry,
0: I just punctuated that with the loudest slurp of my teeth. <laughs>
1: Um. So, the monsters are in, like, this train tunnel. How and
0: how they got there? Like,
1: nah. I
0: find with most of season eight, I will look down for a second. They're in a completely new, like, setting, and there's a whole other... I don't know what's coming this,
1: up. This this um episode is really guilty of that like they're in a flat then they're in a warehouse then they're outside then they're in a train tunnel then they're in some weird dusty room with maps and yeah. then they're in then they're back in the train tunnel and it, it it does just jump around and i'm sure if you sit down and you really focus on it it makes sense but it's just a bit strange i just think they went oh these settings would be cool to do something in. Yeah. that's just a. Uh, or oh, these settings would be cheap to film, film in. Let's uh, let's use these.
0: This episode in particular, you once used an analogy of there are bits where I want to go on my phone. Mm. Most of this episode, I found myself reaching for my phone and struggling to concentrate. I think that's why this like if you hadn't noticed, this podcast was a little bit all over the place. Because we don't really know how to structure it. Because the episode is really all over the place. There's not a coherent. It is really.
1: So the train sequence, this train pulls up and they stop the train and then they go, hello train driver, do you mind if we just drive your train where there are visibly shapes of people? Trust us, it'll be fine. Um, and the train driver's like,
0: yeah, fine. No one ever tells him what's going on. He just sat they're like, yeah. your life and he's like, what? Yeah. Uh, that poor I
1: mean, this could driver. genuinely be a terrorist incident. Um, essentially, the the misfits and Clara have just hijacked a train. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't care. He does not care. He's a, he's just along for the ride. He's also one of the most pleasant people in the episode. He's
0: so lovely. He's like okay. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. What he's
1: such we a. Else? He's this really welcome presence after you've listened to this horrible man just exist for like twenty minutes. Um, and and you've watched.
0: Driver.
1: Yeah, and you've watched Clara. Run around, and that's always just a bit exhausting, isn't it? So, um, I feel like so we've that
0: An important—we've vaguely spoke about it, but the best in this episode happens in the train tunnel. The crab uh,
1: hands. The what?
0: The crab hand, Tardis.
1: The crab hands, and what? What would you like to say about the crab hands, Nev?
0: Genuinely funny. Like, I—I yeah. I don't laugh out loud at a lot of television. I have a really bad no. sense of humour but it made it had me laughing and when you see him succeed and because you know he's alone he knows he's alone and he does the little dance like yeah i did it yeah it's nice to see him being silly because for a lot of this series besides robot of sherwood which is a weird anomaly where he's fun mm. um it's nice to see him that when he's alone he's not this awful rude boring old man all the time is he? he's like yeah i did it go me oh no i did
1: not It's interesting because even just that little moment, I think shows where Peter Capaldi's doctor shines is actually the, the idea of a, of a doctor who can be really silly, but also have a dark street is a really fun idea. Yeah. And in the moments when he's silly are the moments where you're like, Oh, actually, you know what? I like this doctor. This doctor's fun to watch. And there's not enough of it. There's a lot of him just being an ass. Let's Let's have more silly Capaldi.
0: I spent, what, how long has it been? Six years since this came out? Six years, disgusting. Mm. Anyway, I blamed it partly on Capaldi because mm. I didn't like his episodes. But the more I watched this, the more I'm like, he's such a capable actor. And the little yeah. bit he gets where it is genuinely good writing, he's really good. And like,
1: very, very good.
0: It's nice to see, because Matt Smith, though he wasn't the Tenth Doctor, they had similarities. They were both the charming... Action heroes, ladies liked him, you know, the similar vibes. Ma-
1: I mean, Matt Smith's more of a misogynist, but yeah. 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 <sighs>
0: Don't talk about <sighs> that. But <laughs> I like that Capaldi has his own character, but it's yeah. just not well written. Yeah. And I just feel yeah. so bad for him because his entire run, he never got to truly be the doctor. It was just this weird amalgamation of insults.
1: And he's no. There's no consistency, unfortunately.
0: No. And it's such a shame, genuinely.
1: Yeah, it is. And also, the whole run, as is clear from this episode, is just bogged down by Clara nonsense. Oh. You don't know, We've got a we've got a whole another series of Clara left. Once we're through this series,
0: I stayed for too long.
1: She <laughs> stayed for. She should have been. In that first episode, she was ever in. What was that the?
0: Oh, Oswin Oswald, the the uh, of the Daleks.
1: Yeah, that episode's pretty mediocre. That's but right. she's she's fun in that, um, and that should have been the end of her.
0: Yeah, I'll take that.
1: Yeah.
0: Just... I feel like because I've been rewatching a lot of the Russell T Davis ones at the moment, just because mm. it's coming off Netflix. I've I'm, I'm just trying to treat myself at Christmas, and I like that besides Rose they had one series each and they knew that signing on to the contract they knew one series and they had an arc and if they wanted to come back in later episodes like Martha, she was in Tortured she was in later things and it worked mm. they mm. weren't bogged down you didn't have to stretch a thin character out for too long and you feel like you really get to know them and you say goodbye and it's nice yeah and Amy and Rory, I think, worked because they had a dynamic... Because there was two of them, and River, kind of. You needed more time because you needed to be introduced to Amy and then introduced to Rory, and then the sixth series is them navigating their relationship. Mm. Clara, who's just shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a having a thoughtful discussion. Yeah, Clara stays as long as a doctor, which isn't fair, and... Um, I think one of the strengths with Russell T. Davies' Companions is they have arcs and they um and like the Martha arc works and the Donna arc works and the two oh, series.
0: Hmm? I just said, oh my god, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Clara is supposed to have an arc, but the arc Changes from this series to the next series, there's no overarching thing. And before this series, she was a completely different character, too. Episode to episode, she's not consistent, and she's annoying, and yeah. she's unlikable. She treats the doctor badly. Don't get me wrong, the doctor's also an ass. Um, and she's not compelling, and it's just it just drags every episode into the dirt. And, you know, there's episodes of Russell T. Davis that are badly structured, but because the character dynamics work, it makes sense. Because in a serial show, if you're going to have an overarching story, the best way to do it is through the character's relationship, as opposed to through actual plot lines with this kind of show. Because the plot lines, if it's done through like a 12 episode plot line, then people have to watch episode to episode, which is not what Doctor Who's supposed to be for. So you've got to have a compelling relationship between the characters. And in this series, we've had Clara not understanding the Doctor. We've had Clara um, hating the Doctor. We've had Clara admiring the Doctor. We've had Clara pretending to be the Doctor. And I know that's part of the point, but it doesn't work. It just doesn't work.
0: And it's also, I don't know, she's not a person in her own, like you, just all the examples she gave, it's about the Doctor, Like, it's not about her. I'm just going to use Donna because I think she is the best companion of Doctor Who, in my opinion. Yeah. And I watched The Runaway Bride last night. And in that one episode, she goes from gobby secretary to a girl that believes in herself. And just this one experience with the doctor, she's like, you know what? I don't have to mouth off all the time. I'm better than that. I can do anything. Mm -hmm. In one episode, she had an arc. You yeah. learn so much about her, and their relationship works so well.
1: And when they bring Donna back in a similar way to the way they bring Clara back, the art continues organically and it all makes sense.
0: Oh, it's just lovely. Like, oh, I watched...
1: then the en- The ending breaks, just mate. Stop
0: it. Just stop it. I watched Poison Sky, the Sontar it Santa Heart. I was doing it along with. Yeah. And the bit where she sees Wilf again. Wilfrid Mott, one of the best doctors... Oh, he makes me weep. And she yeah. is running because you know, you understand how much she cares about her family. Clara's yeah. family are shoved into a Christmas episode in season seven and you never see them again.
1: Not only that, they're shoved in and exposed to the Doctor's naked body.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just... There was so much more... Like, empathy and, I don't know, I just think, just in one season Madonna, it's tragic. Whereas when Clara died, I cheered.
1: <laughs> and then they brought her back. Oh. Spoilers. Um, Neve, do you have any other comments about the episode Flatline?
0: We need to talk about The Boneless, quickly.
1: The, the who?
0: The Boneless, in which the Doctor who? quickly... Me- says i i'm the doctor i'm the man that fights the monsters and i fight you the boneless they
1: oh i see I couldn't, I, I couldn't understand what he was saying
0: <laughs> because do so stuff.
1: i just i just was like all right he he's named them something and we'll never know
0: i think the speech didn't hit as hard as they thought it was gonna yeah. It felt a bit like and also not justified because he'd not done anything for the entire episode and there he is with a screwdriver.
1: It's not a very satisfying resolution, is it? The TARDIS shows up and goes, bloop, and they disappear.
0: I think, but what's annoying is that they looked so fantastic. Like the
1: weird
0: yeah. 2D, 3D CGI monsters. Fantastic. Like this season's monsters aesthetics. Like what was it? The, the guy from Time Heist. The Teller. Teller. The Mummy... Um, the boneless, I don't like the name they all look really really good Yeah, but they're just not developed
1: no, no, and no.
0: I couldn't listen to the speech because there's no point to it
1: the, yeah, it's interesting that no content in this series, despite there being some really good ideas, would I ever want to see return no. because they're, they're not fleshed out in the same way
0: if you pardon the pun, because they're 2D.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, they're fun. They, they look good. But that's not enough. That's not enough at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I'd rather it looks terrible and be compelling, e.g., the Weeping Angels. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's another one that I think is terrible but compelling? Even the sodding Krillitane. The, the, the bats.
1: Oh, yeah. Have but doesn't matter because that head headmaster bloke has got phew, heaps of charisma.
0: Some some acting chops on Anthony Head. I'm gonna say is his name.
1: Don't know. He's, he's in Buffy, isn't
0: he? I I just know him as is he Will's dad in the Inbetweeners. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think he is. I'm not sure. I didn't know that. I haven't watched the Inbetweeners in many many years. <laughs> And even then I watched probably about eight of the episodes. <laughs> what would you rate flat loan?
0: I dunno. I'd give it a five.
1: Yeah, five seems about right. I think it's have you fair. Um, if you've thrown together those ratings yet, Neve, in a spreadsheet like you said you were gonna do after episode two? We'll
0: get it on uh, December twenty fifth. It's a little Christmas present. So <laughs> it's <That's>
1: my <laughs> Christmas present. Um just a little little crisp well, want, I've got two two further things to discuss on this podcast. Um as it has been a mess and we've been riffing it. So
0: um Yeah, tor- I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> t- Torchwood where are you at with it?
0: Finished Children of Earth.
1: Tell me what your thoughts.
0: Um I don't know if it needed to be as long as it was. I think <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed it and I loved the idea of it, but I think it could have been three episodes. Okay. But the final episode, the final two episodes, was so harrowing that I was just kind of welling up. And the sequence where they're collecting the children was yeah. really overwhelmed. Yeah. And it's genuinely good sci-fi. Like, yeah. Pete is magnificent in it. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And I just think everyone was in their A-game. It's kind of funny. It's cheeky. It's Torchwood. It's gross. Like the four, five, six are scary. Mm. I loved it. I thought it was really good. And I'm glad I waited till I was this old to watch it. Because I think if I was 14, I wouldn't have appreciated it as much.
1: I have not rewatched Children of Earth since I was about 14. And it's one of these things that I'm really looking forward to rewatching yeah. at some point. Because I think it's going to really, really. Because I watched um, series one of Torchwood, really. Um, recently and I would say lots of it was better than I remembered some of it was worse than I remembered um, series one and two of *Tortured* are inconsistent yes. but when they're when they're good they're very very good and when they're bad they're very very bad
0: yes I'd love to dedicate an entire episode of this podcast to Cyberwoman
1: as would I someday
0: I remember hearing...
1: There's a lot lot to unpick in there, isn't there? Oh,
0: so much. Yeah. Chris Chibnall wrote that.
1: Yeah, well... We love this guy in
0: charge of a female doctor.
1: This is my next aside. Um, Have you seen the trailer for Redemption of the Daleks? Revolution of the Daleks? Yeah.
0: I have. And I've got a shocking statement.
1: Oh, no. (laughs)
0: i don't think it looks awful
1: <laughs>
0: and i know that's shocking because i have not been the i've not been kind but i genuinely like the look of the daleks i think the okay looks cool i think i don't know i don't know i don't like the fam you know that's what okay. she calls them i but it looks interesting. That's a kind of political, and especially at the moment, it's kind of on the nose.
1: <laughs> um, um,
0: I don't like Captain Jack's just for mend hair. Yeah, it's shocking. <laughs>
1: he's a mortal. He's a mortal. It's it, he'll never age. He'll never see lying. it. <laughs> <laughs> we promise he'll never age. We'll make sure of it. Kind of um. Yeah, I think. I I, <laughs> I think it's gonna be honestly the biggest shit trash fire episode of Doctor Who and I am so excited for it. Okay. I've so I've lost after the last <laughs> series of Doctor Who, I've lost all sense of what is good and bad, and now I just wanna revel in the chaos of it. And I hope this episode they just do every stupid fucking thing they can think of. And just just go for it. Just go out with a bang. Why not? You, you know. know
0: what? Do you think it's going to be... Why has it been renewed?
1: I think the next series was probably going to be Jodie Whittaker's last.
0: Yeah, um, at it's just her and Yaz, the girl.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I have no opinion of Yaz because in yeah. um, two <laughs> series... Yaz has done nothing um uh, the same with Ryan and Graham the only one that's vaguely likable is Graham because he uh he's um, Bradley Walsh and Bradley Walsh is quite likable um, so I'll look forward to um to watching
0: maybe that. how about I I'll give you the password for at Geronimo pod give us a follow and we could live tweet our thoughts
1: um <laughs> Neither have you got anything else you want to say to round off oh,
0: 2020.
1: Remember. Um round off Christmas to... Doctor Who something
0: Well I'm gonna break it to you, Dan. I think we've got another episode before the before the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> not to not to break your heart. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. We don't. To be fair, it'll be the second of January.
1: Oh, that's all right. Keep it in your diary. Right.
0: Well, all I can say is thank you for doing Geronimo with me, Daniel, this year. All
1: it's right.
0: been genuinely lovely talking nonsense yeah. with you every other week. And I'm looking forward to season two being better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much, Nuf. Um, The same thing to you. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to um, this episode of Geronimo. I, I think if anybody has got to this point of the episode that they would deserve a medal because I don't think a single person will ever listen to these words but um Merry Christmas one and all um we hope you're we hope you're safe safe wherever you are um Neve, you have a you have a good Christmas thank you Um,
0: you have the most wonderful Christmas Dan
1: the mo- it's the most wonderful time of the year. That's what I always say. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> happy new year. And we'll see you for episode 10.
0: Oh, my God. Episode 10 in the forest of the night.
1: For in the forest of the night, um, which could top kill the moon. For the worst. As, for the worst episode ever. Thank you for listening.